This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome to the Scorecard. Many doubted we'd ever see it. Where we focus on Chicagoland and national golf news. And here it is. The return to glory. Can't help but think of the long one he made in San Diego to pick up his first PGA Tour win in style. Here it comes. Here it Watch out. comes. And there's no doubt about it. The Bear has come out of hibernation. With your hosts, score golf expert and editor of Chicago District Golfer Magazine, Barry Cronin. Well, here it comes. Oh, my goodness. And Mike Esposito. In your life have you seen anything like that? Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on 670 The Score and Odyssey Station. And good morning and welcome into the scorecard on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We are glad to have you along this week. We are here every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. Glad to be talking golf and Chicago golf specifically with you here on the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. I'm Mike Esposito. Joined by my friend and co-host, the editor of Chicago District Golfer Magazine, Barry Cronin. And Barry, good morning. Lots of great stuff going on, uh, including the whole green jacket uh, ceremony in the Masters uh, last weekend, which is always, uh, to me, one of the great highlights of the year. It is. It was. Uh, it was always. It was a great. Uh, a great Masters in a lot of ways, Mike. Um, Thanks for uh, thanks for uh, being with me again this week. It's so great to hear your voice, and uh, always the uh, always great to hear from a, a winning manager. Uh, I know you had a blowout last yes. night with the with the kids, so it's <laughs> yes. always good. And uh, you know, be, would that the Cubs would score as many runs as your team. So there we go. They, uh, but yeah, they the, did. yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe they scored as many as the Cubs have all year, but that's another story. But yeah, it was an interesting Masters, Mike, and I. Uh, you know, I think some people said, well, you know, this was not an exciting Masters. It was really not as exciting as it, the Masters normally is. And so, you know, I always watch the Masters no matter what because I'm kind of in the industry and doing the whole magazine thing and everything. But I was sort of interested, you know, you're more of a layman on the golf, right? So I know you're pay- you, you, you like it, but... But uh, but I was just wondering, did you find yourself going, oh God, you know, I, I this is maybe not that interesting, or what did you think? No, you know, Barry, I, and and we are broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Um, here's the thing, I love. I think Sunday there's always drama. I can't recall a time when there wasn't, and even if it was, you know, going way back to, you know, one of the. Tiger Woods blowouts or whatever back in 1997 
even that is great theater because it had never happened that way before. But to me, uh, what was great about Sunday, and this is where the human element of it to me takes off, is that Hideki had at one point, what, a six-shot lead? And then all of yeah. a sudden, he's hanging on for dear life the last few holes. <laughs> because, yeah. because, and I can only imagine, you know, being the golfer, and we'll, you know, the, the great thing for us here today is we will talk to Hideki's longtime interpreter and manager, Bob Turner, right after the top of the 7 o'clock hour. If you saw the, um, you know, pleasant older gentleman uh, seated next to him uh, during the interview after the round, that's Bob. We'll talk to him uh, among our other guests today. But um, the, the great thing for me is you could be the, the most uh, serious, most focused individual. And on Sunday at Augusta, if you're in the lead, you are shaking in your boots. And Absolutely. that to me makes yeah. great theater. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, uh, it, it was it was amazing. Uh, you know, when Hideki had a four shot lead on four other players when he teed off last last pairing. Uh, he and uh, Xander Schauffele were in the last group, and of course, you know, the average golf fan, you know, uh, who a casual golf fan who maybe watches the Masters and maybe no other tournament looks at that final uh, pairing and goes, Hideki, who? And and Xander, what? How do I pronounce his last name? Type of thing. But anyway, but the but the point is, uh, Hideki's on the first tee, you know, and he knocks it. He he just sort of blades, uh, you know, hits it to the right in the, in those trees. And now all of a sudden you're going, well, he's got a four shot lead, you know. But he bogeyed the first hole. Now it's a three shot lead. And but you know he quickly recovered and 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 got it to a four shot lead because he birdied the second hole. And this went on and on, and it just seemed like. Um, his 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 playing uh, uh, his competitors never seemed to be able to mount enough of a of a surge you know of a charge you know Spieth mm-hmm. was kind of making a move a little bit and then he kind of fell back and then Chauvelet was kind of okay he birdied the second hole but then he sort of fell back and that Will Zalatoris guy who was like out of this world. Um, you know, he finally kind of got close. He wound up losing by one, but he couldn't really get a whole, you know, get ahead of him. And uh, and I obviously the the final thing was uh, was when uh, uh, Xander Schauffele made like four birdies in a row on the back nine. Yep. And you thought, okay, maybe you know we're going to 16. A lot of bad things happened at 16. And then a bad thing happened to Xander. He mm-hmm. knocked it in the water and made a triple bogey on a par three, made a six. And then that was, you know, breathing room for Hideki, who on the who on the 15th hole had knocked it in the water, and and made bogey. So um, it was uh, it was sort of a it was interesting to read that um, the CBS ratings uh, were were down. Uh, they were kind of lowest since I read that they were the lowest since Nielsen began. Uh, looking at them so obviously the tiger you know that the november ratings were were down because you know it's a weird time of year and you got still had i think football was still going on oh, yeah. of course yep, so sure. you know there's a lot going on a lot of competition um but uh the the patrick reed and the sergio garcia years uh were higher now some of that was was because of the streaming uh cbs i guess said there's more streaming going on than ever yeah um yeah, no. So uh, yeah, I don't know. It was uh, it was an interesting Masters. If 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 it wasn't like super exciting, like the usual NASCAR 
race that we have, you know, with guys blowing out tires and, and banging into the, into the wall uh, and, and having a total blow-ups in the turn or whatever, uh, it was a consequential Masters in that, in that Hideki won, you know, for the nation of Japan, and they the first male Japanese golfer to win a major championship uh, around anywhere around the world. So that was that was very cool for for him and for the for the country. Yep, and we will talk plenty of Masters today as we recap, and we do have a, a fantastic show for you. I mentioned at seven o'clock we'll talk to Bob Turner. Bob is the longtime interpreter and manager for Hideki Matsuyama. You saw him on the. Uh, post-game or post-round interview with Hideki uh, and Jim Nance, and uh, he will join us. He's, it's been a, a fascinating journey. As, as I learned his background, I found uh, it to be uh, quite an interesting life that Bob has lived. We will talk to him about everything, including uh, the culmination in the championship for Hideki uh, last week on Sunday. We will also talk to, uh, coming up at 640, Mike Gilligan. He is the Senior Business Development Director of the Chicago District Golf Association. He's also previously been Director for Ryder Cups and PGA Championships. Uh, we're going to talk rules of golf and lots of other things with Mike. Uh, it'll be a fun segment there. And then, speaking of fun segments... Uh, we get to have fun with our <laughs> our our friend and former uh, co-host here of the Scorecard for ten years, uh, Ed Sherman. You know him from the Scorecard. You know him from the Chicago Tribune. He writes for Chicago District Golfer Magazine now. He is going to join us, and uh, I'll let you set uh, Ed's uh, appearance up, Barry, because he has he ha- and I read I read his piece in Chicago District Golfer Magazine, and it is truly funny. And uh, it's it's kind of like a Forrest Gump thing and like who's involved and, and, you know, there's Ed, right? So it's like, you know, here's here's all these famous people at, at famous times and and right in the middle of it is our friend Ed. Exactly. And so I think that's the isn't that the uh, ultimate radio tease there, uh, Mike? I there think it is. You, you've, yeah. done a, you've done an awesome job and I don't know that much about it. And I think it is the ultimate radio tease. So I think that'll be great. So all of our listeners hang in there. And, uh, you know, uh, Ed will have an exciting story for you. As exciting Absolutely. as Ed can be. <laughs> no, it's, it's great. Uh, and it involves Tiger and, and lots of other uh, famous. Tiger, and- Tiger and Oprah and, and humiliation. Let's just and put Ed. it that way. Yes. Exactly. And Ed. <laughs> <laughs> so we will do that. Uh, if you'd like to check in with us, please do at 312-644-6767. That is our Listener line, our text line, uh, brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at rosenhyundai.com. And the score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit betql.com. And before we get back to the Masters, Barry, uh, I would be remiss if I did not mention, and I think I can call him friend of the program, Stuart mm-hmm. Singh, who was uh, on with us last year. He is scorching hot at the RBC Heritage right now. You know, uh, he he shot he shot 63-63, um, and he is uh, he's already 16 under par at the uh, at the RBC Heritage at, on Hilton Head Island um, this year. He's previously won the tournament twice. But the point is, I know he's won the tournament twice. But really, but really, Mike. Uh, when you're on the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine, you get good karma. I think that's, that's pretty it. obvious. So, uh, uh, yeah, and Stewart finished great. He was tied for 12th at the Masters, which mm-hmm. I believe 
uh, if you t if you're the top 12 in ties get into the Masters again next year. So that's a that's a cool deal for for Stewart, um, former right. British Open former British Open champion, um, long remembered as the guy who who uh, who uh, beat Tom Watson in the playoff uh, mm. over there on the old side <laughs> right. when he was about to win a, a, a unthinkable at 59. And of course, Stewart got blamed for that for for all those years that. Uh, you know, for yeah. Tom Watson making a bogey. How how dare you make Tom Watson make a bogey on the final hole? But uh, whatever, uh, and then thrash him in a playoff. But that that's okay. But yeah, it was great to see Stewart doing that. That's awesome. And I texted him and I and I congratulated him. And he goes, Oh, maybe we'll be on the show again this year. So you know, you never know. Maybe he was just being nice. But you know, who knows? Another yeah, radio no. tease. There you go. No, Stewart was uh, was on with us last season, uh, last summer, and. Uh, and again, not to not to be ageist, he's actually my age. It's just for professional golf. He's an older golfer on the tour right now, right? He's 47, Barry. He's, and 40, he's 47, he is, yeah. He is scorching, he's, as Barry mentioned, 63-63. He's got a five-shot lead uh, over Corey Connors right now at the uh, uh, Harbortown Golf Links, uh, the RBC Heritage event. So that's certainly worth mentioning uh, amongst our, our Masters discussion and amongst our Masters coverage. Uh, personal friend of the show, so that so there you go. Um, but we we will get back to um, to everything Masters as well. We'll talk uh, more about the RBC Heritage event, and then we'll talk to Mike Gilligan, Bob Turner, and Ed Sherman. Uh, and and the other thing I wanted to get to Barry as kind of a news item, and we've you know unfortunately had to talk about COVID for uh, the last year plus uh, that we have been on the air. Uh, as the vaccines start rolling out, the other good thing that I noticed here, and I, it's you know certainly good for everyone's health as well, but that as the golfers start to get vaccinated more and more, that the, the tour is not going to require testing and they do not expect this to be uh, an issue going forward, that the vaccinated golfers no longer have to do all the testing. Right, and, and they were being tested uh, fairly frequently. I mean, some people... Who are close to the tour said, "Well, they're not being uh, tested enough, but you know they were they were doing it as as, as much as they could." And now uh, the uh, uh, Jay Monahan, who's the uh, the head of the PGA Tour, uh, had said, "You know, we're not going to require the players to get vaccinated, but now, you know, it's kind of like, well, we're not going to require you to get vaccinated, but if you don't want to get tested every five minutes, um, mm -hmm. you know, we, uh, we, we if you get the vaccine, you're you're good. And when you think about it, Mike, um, you know, when you get the vaccine, you know, like when you, 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 it means you're immune, right? Um, mm -hmm. It means that you can't give it to anybody else and you can't get it. I know there are variants and I know uh, people are still wearing driving around in their cars by themselves wearing masks or walking around outside wearing masks. But that, you know, that's their choice. Mm -hmm. But I think that if once you get vaccinated, um, you know, you, you should be cool. And um, so with caddies and members of the PGA Tour staff and players, uh, you know, they've got their little bubble that they operate in. And um, hopefully now uh, things can, uh, as, it, as for the wider world, Mm -hmm. um, that'll be, that'll be good. And I, I, you know, golf was the first, was the first sport really to come back last year. Um, yep. and I think golf has kind of led the way they've got the natural social distancing in the game, et cetera. And they're able to kind of control their bubble environment, um, maybe, maybe easier than other sports. Um, but so this is really a good development, I think. And it'll be interesting to see, 
you know, how once other sports um, see this, what they they'll do with their players. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of people on teams, and you know, baseball's got a lot of players in football. But mm-hmm. uh, it's great for. I think it's really good for the for the tour, and, and hopefully, it will allow more fans to come back. You know, you saw about I think eight eight thousand. I think eighty five hundred fans back the Masters. You know, it was kind of a drag. There weren't more. But at least there were some around the 18th green, you know, when when Hideki won. Um, and I think you're going to see more and more uh, as we go on. Yeah, no, agreed, Barry. And that's where it, it'll get interesting, certainly, as as more and more adults are uh, able to be vaccinated and then go out into the wild, so to speak, and just do your normal thing. Uh, but, you know, getting those crowds and the huge crowds and, you know, you famously would see them following Tiger or whoever was leading uh, down uh, the 18th fairway there. Um, to, to get back to that will certainly be nice, and I know lots of people uh, are looking forward to it, and uh, I would be one of them. So that uh, is certainly something to look forward to. But it was nice. There's a huge difference, and I know they've talked about it with baseball, but just that small number of fans that was able to be at the Masters, as opposed to the almost none uh, in terms of uh, uh other people there last year besides the, you know, the golfer and the caddy and, you know, maybe some random staff. But, I mean, it really was almost nobody that was out there last year. To have some fans, just like in baseball, makes it so much uh, more normal and cooler. And even though it's not a huge background noise, you know that it's uh, it's it's something close to, to what you're normally seeing as opposed to it just being a ghost town with the golfers and the caddies. So yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent, Mike. I mean, they didn't have, uh, Augusta did not have any structures. Um, they didn't have any bleachers, you know? Uh, and I thought it was interesting to look at, for example, like number 16, uh, which is the par three over water. Um, typically there's a grandstand just to the golfers left there. And, um, you know, and then there's everybody's up on the up on the hill, so you don't really see how wide open that, you know, how wide that green is. You know, you have a sense that it's more of a shoot, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a little narrower, whereas you got a sense of how how wide open it was. Uh, uh, you know, like if you were to just, you know, uh, you know, uh, play there, you know, as a as a regular golfer, you would, you know, you just you just perceive perceive things a little bit differently as you watch it on TV. I, I thought it was cool. And I think a lot of events are going to go on uh, with no grandstands this year. Um, you know, the summer events are planning now. I think they'll uh, they'll get more and more fans as we go forward here with the vaccine. I mean, and, you know, we should, you know, 10,000, hopefully 20,000 fans at some point. Um, yep. You know, and uh, but I would I think we're going to not see like, you know, for example, the trophy suites where everybody's inside in an air-conditioned area with a with a big uh, with a mm-hmm. big buffet, you know, where right. people are just all over the place. I think people are a little bit more uh, a little bit a little bit more skittish about all that. So I think, it, but you know, hopefully it all gets back to normal. Certainly, everybody's traveling now, and uh, and that's pretty cool. Yep, absolutely. That's Barry Cronin. He is the editor of Chicago District Golfer Magazine. I'm Mike Esposito. More to come for you. We are here till 8 on the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Coming up this hour, Mike Gilligan, the senior director of the CDGA, will join us. And then Bob Turner, Hideki Matsuyama's interpreter uh, and longtime friend, he will join us at 7 
the Shermanator, as I like to call him, Ed Sherman, will join us. Uh, Ed with uh, a great story that we will uh, have a lot of fun with uh, in our final segment at 740. More to come right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we are back oh. on the scorecard. You enjoying the hoodie there, Barry? Well, you know, enjoying is yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, it's fine. You know, I mean, it's... Uh, you know, I don't have all the albums, but you know, Darius Rucker, a uh, big golfer, and uh, yeah, uh, they they had a they usually have a, a Monday after the Masters um, pro am there in, uh, in in South Carolina, and a lot of the guys play in it. And they raise money, and uh, Rucker's like a big, uh, he, he performs afterwards. Uh, yep. I don't think, they probably didn't do it this year, but uh, 
You know, we're in South Carolina this week, uh, Mike, so we're playing a little uh, little hootie and a little sh- play a little shag music, you know, yep. play a little Marshall Tucker band. See if you can identify those uh, those bands that we play uh, in our given weeks, uh, wherever the tour is. Well, we will definitely do that. That's Barry Cronin. He is the editor of Chicago District Golfer Magazine. I'm Mike Esposito. This is the scorecard. Presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine, 6 to 8 a.m. every Saturday morning throughout the summer and into fall uh, with golf season. And yes, the PGA Tour at Harbortown Golf Links in Hilton Head right now. Uh, Stuart Sink, your uh, leader after the first two rounds. And one of the fun things we I, like I think to we do. call him our it. leader. Mike, I think we That's call right. him our leader now. Is he I, not ours? I think so. If if you have him on the text there, Barry, I think then we are good to call him ours. He has appeared on the yeah. show. He does have the karma presented to him by the scorecard, so we definitely yeah. can. Uh, he hey, he's the only one we have any chance of claiming as our own, our very own Stuart Singh. Exactly. Right? He has so we're, been we're on doing these it. Airwaves. We're <laughs> yes, doing we it. Are. We're doing it. We're doing but it. I, 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 I do love it. We do uh, we do like to play music local to the uh, the uh, the week's event, and in this in this weekend's South Carolina event, that means you get some hootie, and you mentioned some of the others, so go. it's fun fun to listen along. Uh, but we were talking, uh, and as we will continue to do throughout the show, uh, about the Masters last weekend, and I was thinking during the break, Barry, about one of the things, that, and you said about what makes the Masters special, and I know. You watch religiously as a golf fanatic. I watch religiously as a, as a huge sports fan and a golf fan, but on a more casual basis. But to me, I was thinking about this too. The Masters is, is just kind of one of those tentpole events, and I'm, I'm not even including it in sports, but throughout your year, and, and I don't know about you, but like as I go through the year, you know, there are certain things that are, all right, here comes, you know, base, like for me, April, you know what April means? Opening day and the Masters. And those are right. my, and I'm obviously more sports oriented than a lot of people, but that's what, that's what I look forward to as we get out of winter, we start baseball season officially, you know, you have either 80 degrees and sunny at uh, the ballpark, or you've got 30 degrees and snow at the ballpark and never in between, but uh, you have that. And then you have the masters and it's always a nice to me. It's to me, the, 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 the most beautiful course and the, the most prestigious golf event, uh, in my mind that, uh, is played throughout the year. And it's really a nice, you know, kickoff to spring winter is behind us. Let's look forward to this, this spring and summer and, uh, and, and a great year. And it's done in such uh, majesty, you know, all of the pageantry of Augusta. Uh, and it's such a, a huge tournament to the golfers that to me, that's one of the things that makes it great. Um, and the whole, uh, the whole mystique surrounding Augusta National. Yeah, Mike, they've done. They do such a great job of. Uh, there are other, um, obviously, golf tournaments that are older. You know, the British Open, the U.S. Open. Um, you know, the Western Open. You know, now we call it the BMW Championship, but it's it's the third oldest uh, tournament in the world. Um, and yet the Masters started in 1934, and you think about it, you know, Bobby Jones had won the Grand Slam a few years earlier, 
and he and this great architect Alistair McKenzie, who was a young guy, you know, they had the uh, they had the fruit the uh, the fruit far- the Fruitlands Nursery, uh, which was you know it was a uh, the property where Augusta National is built is uh, was a was a was a uh, a nursery. It was a garden, you know, it was a garden. Mm-hmm. It was it was a, a plant nursery. So uh, you know they built it, and, and ever since it's had this mystique about it. I mean, Bobby Jones himself had the mystique. And uh, and then of course the golf course itself, uh, Gene Saracen's Double Eagle, you know the shot heard around the world in in 1935. So uh, and, you know it, it so you know it was really Arnold Palmer, you know, winning the 1960 uh, uh, or 1959 uh, Masters, etc. And you know getting it on TV, etc. So the Masters at all that. So you've got the beautiful. The beauty of the site, right? The the magnolias mm-hmm. and the dogwoods and the azaleas and all that. But then, you know, and, and the, of course the clubhouse, Magnolia Lane, and all these iconic images. And yet, the people who run the Masters they do a they do a great job of being super contemporary and looking forward. I mean, Mike, if you if you look at over the over the last ten years or so, you know, with with the with the internet and everything, and and. Uh, what they've done uh, with technology has has been terrific. I mean, their app, the Masters app, it mm-hmm. was um, it's unbelievable. You can still go on the Masters website or on the app and look, and you can see every shot that every player took during that tournament. I mean, I went back last night and looked at a few of what what Hideki did and et cetera, and um, and you can you know you can still do it, and you go, well, what other tournament? does that and and i don't think any mm-hmm. of them do it um and because they've got so much money you know it's so profitable for them um uh, that they're able to do uh do things uh that that advance the game i mean their their whole position on on the how far the the ball is going you know there's a big controversy in golf does the golf ball go too far and those the, the the leaders of the Masters at Augusta National, they're very involved in those uh, discussions with uh, the Royal and Ancient um, at uh, at St Andrews, uh, the which governs which is the governing body of all of golf's rules outside the uh, outside of North America, and then the USGA, uh, and they've been involved in discussions about does the ball go too far or whatever, and are and you know. For me, my ball never goes too far, and I think most, <laughs> most, most, you know, most non-professional golfers would say that. Um, but you know, does it go too far for the professionals? You know, are they just hitting it so far that that you're not going to be able to, you know, they're going to turn Augusta National into a pitch and putt? You know, so they're involved in all kinds of issues, is what I'm saying. But yeah, um, you know. And the other thing about it, about about the Masters, is it's played at the same site every year, mm-hmm. and so people are familiar with, oh, yeah, the Masters is is, a, is in Augusta, Georgia, whereas the U.S. Open, the British Open, um, and the PGA mm-hmm. Championship, they move around, and so and they, and that's good. They should, you know what I mean, because. Uh, yep. You know, uh, but but it's cool that the Masters and it's in spring and it's you you know it's even though the PGA Tour like never stops you know it, it always mm-hmm. go, is going they've got an event every year every week I'm sorry throughout the year seemingly um, you know the Masters seems like it's the beginning of the season uh, because it's it's spring you know yep no and and exactly like and to to your more casual fans who might tune in to uh, the majors, and then you know, scatter in and out throughout the the course of the rest of the year. It, the Masters is a tentpole, right? I mean, that is the the one right. 
If you're going to watch one golf tournament throughout the year, that is probably going to be the one that you're going to tune in for. I know um, I have participated in Masters pools over the year, and you, you know you get sure. on a text line with your buddies and everything. It's there's definitely lots more attention paid to it, uh, and uh, it's it's always a lot of fun um, to uh, to watch on. Uh, uh, you know, in a, uh, springtime in April and uh, getting the season started, so to speak, uh, in terms of uh, spring coming on. Um, lots of storylines, uh, uh, Barry, uh, from the Masters last week. We will touch on some of them throughout the show. And, uh, of course, we'll talk to Bob Turner at the top of the hour, the longtime interpreter and manager for Hideki Matsuyama. Uh, I briefly wanted to mention uh, the second-place finner, finisher, uh, Will Zalatoris, who... If you didn't hear of him before last weekend, uh, you know, that's that's not bad, right? I mean, he kind of came on uh, very quickly, but he was not exactly a household name. He's a young kid. Uh, I saw lots of the joking about him looking like the caddy from Happy Gilmore, uh, the Adam right. Sandler movie about, you know, that that loosely has Sandler playing golf, I guess you would call it. But uh, <laughs> Zalatoris it was the only golfer, Barry, to finish under par in all four of his rounds uh at Augusta, and he finished second. A nice, uh, a cool $1.24 million payday for him. But, you know, this is a young kid that uh, has really uh, vaulted himself up to amongst the the elite of the game of golf. Yeah, we talked about him a lot last week, uh, Mike, yep. and he shot he shot two under par on uh, on uh, on the final in the final round, and wound up finishing one stroke uh, behind Hideki. And mm-hmm. and really, you know, Hideki made bogey on the last, but uh, so he had a little bit of a cushion, uh, just as Tiger did in 2019. Yeah. So he could afford to make a bogey. Maybe he would have made a par if he had to. But so maybe it was it, it was a, a one-stroke victory, but it was more it was seemed like more than that. But uh, yeah, to Will Will Zalatoris's credit, I mean, he he started out at seven under and wound up at nine under and one stroke uh, behind the champion and. Man, he just came on a national stage. You know, this is a this is the kind of thing where, you, where Mike, you know, you talk about the Masters and how different it is from other tournaments. Well, Will Zalatoris had finished, you know, he finished in the top, I think he finished sixth at the uh, U.S. Open at Winged Foot, and then he had a number of other uh, uh, top 10 finishes and top 15 finishes, uh, you know, throughout this past year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, and so... You know, people were people were, but he's not yet a, a full member of the PGA Tour because he hasn't won an event, so he doesn't get all those uh, FedEx Cup points. But the point is, you know, you 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 kind of look at him and you go, you know, that guy's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he finished second last year at the uh, Evan Scholars Invitational at Chicago Highlands here in in the Chicago area last September. But then he's kind of worked his way onto the PGA Tour in, in, into these events, getting sponsor exemptions and playing Monday qualifiers uh, where your well, Monday qualifier is where they'll take four guys, the top four finishes on a Monday. And, you know, there's like a hundred and some guys trying to get in mm-hmm. those events. And it's a Monday qualifying is really a difficult thing. But, you know, he's he's finished great. I mean, the T5, T6, T7, T8, T10, T15. I mean, and these are pretty uh, good tournaments, pretty great courses. Winged Foot, Torrey Pines, uh, uh, Arnold Palmer, Bay Hill, uh, Riviera. So this guy's really, he's mm-hmm. really played well. But I think, you know, like when you do that in the Masters, 
you've arrived, man. You're on a big stage. So uh, it, it's like, you know, it's like going from playing uh, little bars around Chicago to playing at the United Center or at uh, right. Lollapalooza. Uh, it, 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 was a, it was a cool deal for him. You're playing arenas now, Will Zalatoris. That's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> exactly and, right. <laughs> and we, we have uh, lots more to come here on the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. We will talk to Bob Turner at the top of the hour, the uh, interpreter and manager for Hideki Matsuyama. Ed Sherman next hour as well. But when we come back, uh, the senior director of the Chicago District Golf Association, Mike Gilligan, will join us. Uh, and lots of fun stuff to talk about, Mike, uh, rules uh, things and uh, Ryder Cup things uh, and lots more. We'll talk to Mike when we return on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. And we are back, 643 on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine, alongside Barry Cronin, the editor of Chicago District Golfer Magazine, I am Mike Esposito. This is some more music from our tour site uh, in South Carolina this weekend. Can't you see, Mike? Can't you see? I see this what you did there, This is before your Barry. time, I believe. I, I actually this own this. It but is. You do. But I, I do own this. Uh, well, it's the greatest hits. But it, it's Marshall yeah. Tucker. And uh, this is a classic right here, my friend. I'm, I'm, I'm certainly uh, old enough to appreciate this one. Um, and uh, well, when Waylon Jennings, is, when Waylon Gen- yeah, when Waylon Jennings is covering this, you know that's you know it's good. You know yeah. it's amazing that uh, Marshall Tucker's been going for forty years, and they've had a lot of everybody's been in that band. There's like fifty guys who've been in that <laughs> band over <laughs> the years. It's crazy. The only guy that's still there is the lead singer. So yeah. uh, anyway, but that's uh, you, all that really matters in the end. It's right? good good music there, Barry, and uh, they are. From South Carolina and uh, the PGA Tour down at Hilton Head right now at RBC Heritage. We are headed right now out to the Alpamani Nissan Hotline, Alpamani Nissan in Melrose Park on North Avenue, or you can find them at apnissan.com. We find the Senior Business Development Director of the Chicago District Golf Association, Mike Gilligan, joins us. Hey, Mike, good morning. Good morning, Mike and Barry. How are you doing this morning? Good morning, Mike. How are you? And, and Mike, you know... Over the years at Augusta National, we're going to talk a little bit about rules. And, you know, you're very familiar as a former uh, uh, tournament director at, uh, uh, you know, like 12 PGA Championships and three Ryder Cups. You're very aware of, uh, of the importance of rules in tournament golf and not just the super high-level tournaments we're talking about, but also club tournaments. And, uh, uh, and, and you know, anytime you're really playing really by the rules, which, you know, some of us do and some of us don't, you know, um, but, but you know what I mean? Hey, I think I'll drop another one. I hit it. I shanked that one in the woods. I can't find it. But, but if you're really playing by the rules, I mean, obviously Augusta Nationals had some, had some rules issues over the years. I think the most uh, famous was when uh, Roberto Di Vincenzo uh, signed the wrong, uh, signed for the wrong score in 1968 and, and Bob Golby wound up winning. Can you take us back to that a little bit before we discuss why Matthew Wolf was DQ'd this year? Sure, Barry. Um, you know, there are two things. Whenever a novice player is playing at a club event or a, an amateur event or even a professional event, the two things they ask you to do is, one, be on time for your, for your tee time, but the other is to turn in an accurate scorecard. And what happened to Roberto DiFincenzo in 1968, his playing partner, Tommy Aaron, 
um, wrote down a par for him on the 17th hole when, in fact, he made birdie. Um, DeFincenzo shot 65 and then ultimately was going to be in a tie and going into sudden death to play for the green jacket. But when he signed his scorecard, he signed for the four. So he ended up taking a 66 and ended up not being in the playoff and having to accept second place money. And so in 1968, that cost him $5,000 by finishing in second and missing out on the coveted green jacket because he didn't double check his scorecard. Yeah, I think, and, and you, you've been in a lot of scoring tents over your over the years, Mike, I'm sure. And, uh, you know, some guys just give it kind of a cursory look. I mean, I've seen them, you know, and they don't really necessarily always go over. They sort of assume that the other guy, and as you know, and as maybe I'm sure many of our listeners know, you keep the other guy's score. You keep your playing partner's score. You do, and you also keep so, your own score just to have – to be able to have it as a comparison when you receive the card that's being kept for you from your playing opponent so you can match them up. That's why in a scoring area, whether at a PGA Tour, PGA Championship, U.S. Open site, the scoring area for these players is often a quiet spot. They don't want any distractions. They now allow a camera to be in there, but there is no sound, nothing, because this is their time to go through that scorecard and make sure everything is spot on. Now, the biggest misnomer is if you don't even have to add up the scores on your front nine or back nine or the total. You just have to make sure those 18 boxes reflect accurately what happened. And we've seen it where uh, an event might start on the back nine and the player writes in their scores on the front nine and then mm-hmm. consequently writes their back nine on the front nine. And they end up becoming disqualified because one of those scores is lower than the score they they actually made on that particular hole. And that's what disqualifies them. So Roberto DiFincenzo, even though he signed an inaccurate scorecard, he signed for a higher score. Now, if that score was actually lower, then he becomes disqualified. And that's exactly what happened to Matthew Wolf, this past Masters, ironically, on the 17th hole. Yeah, no, Mike. It, I would. Oh, go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. No, I no no problem, Barry. Uh, and that's what I was going to ask you, Mike. So so if you can tell our listeners, because I had missed this last week. You know, with all the storylines floating around, I had missed missed the Matthew Wolf DQ. What exactly happened, and and how then uh, did this play out? So what happened? One, uh, he played the 17th hole and he made a bogey, and somehow his either his partner or himself put the score in or accepted the score, which was lower. It was either a three or a four, I don't recall, but it was lower than the five that he made. And I think in Matthew's case, and I much like Barry just mentioned, he kind of had played a poor round. He shot 79. He knew he wasn't going to make the cut. So he just quickly scribbled his name on the card and flicked it to the score scores table. And as they went through the score, they realized, wait, your score on 17 is incorrect. And in fact, it's lower than the score you made. So instead of missing the cut, he will always be known as a guy that got disqualified from the 85th Masters. Yeah. Wow. So and well, it, and, and it's yeah. happened over over history. We've had some weird things happy happen. In 1957, Jackie Pung at the U.S. Women's Open at Wingfoot did the same thing. She signed an incorrect scorecard for a, a 
a score on the fourth hole. And as a result, she came off thinking she won the 57 U.S. Women's Open when, in fact, they had to go 20 minutes later and tell her that she was disqualified. But the members at Wingfoot were so kind, they went ahead and they pooled all their money together and gave her $2,000 because they felt so bad for her. (laughs) (laughs) Well, God bless them, you know. Well, Mike, let me ask you this. so is this how is this relevant to our our listeners? You know what I mean? It isn't, you know, it's just a thing and it's kind of interesting to talk about, but I think you know, it's it's relevant to our listeners, especially the ones who maybe are country club members who are playing or or even, you know, public members who who played a course where they do have a championship. Um how how is it relevant to them? Well, it's relevant because any time a club event whether it's at a public facility, a private facility, or any of those invitational member guests, when they make that statement, we're playing under USGA rules today, that all the way boils down to your scorecard. And if you are in one of those you know, social competition member guest kind of a thing, and you score your card incorrectly, unfortunately, the penalty is going to be a stiff one. Um, and they generally do not relax those because that's the rules. And, you know, beginning of the season, it's something I like to remind people that keeping a scorecard, while it may seem rather trivial, it can really lead to some real anguish and heartache at the end of the round if it's not done right because you're actually putting the, the tournament organizers in a very difficult position. But if they have to refer back to what is the rule, If they make the statement we're playing under the USGA rules of golf, which most tournaments and events all do, if you have a score that's lower than any, that's incorrect on any one of those 18 boxes, you're going to be disqualified. And I've actually seen it where a guy puts in, you know, his nine holes, his 17 holes, and instead of on the 18th hole writing in the final score, the partner writes in 35 or 36 for the <laughs> yeah, back nine. Yeah. <laughs> so he, because that score is higher, he has to take that 35. So instead of shooting, let's say 75, he shoots 105. And that's it's the score crazy. he has to take. It's crazy. And, and Mike, I think the thing is that it isn't just you know, average golfers or, or people that are, you know, uh, new uh, people who are new to, uh, to, to tournament competition, guys do this a lot. I mean, it happens and it's happened to the best players in the world at some point in their career, whether it's high school, college, it happens to everybody. Oh, it does. It happens. In fact, it happened to me. Um, back in 1983, qualifying for, ironically, the CDGA junior team to go over to England to play against the best junior golfers. I shot 71 at Silver Lake Golf Club, was a low qualifier of the day, and my playing companion who had my card made a birdie on 17, and I made par, and he accidentally flipped the scores. But when he rode in 36, 35, 71, I was excited, and I did just exactly what Matthew Wolf did signed it i couldn't wait to we didn't have cell phones back then i couldn't wait to get home to tell my parents one of you is going to get to go to europe with me to play golf 20 minutes later i had a cdj official asking me about my card because when they added it up it came out to 70 and by virtue of that i became i was disqualified so it cost me a trip over to europe oh man what a heartbreak (laughs) what a heartbreak oh my god it's just incredible yeah I mean, and it happens, but that was a learning lesson that I've had. And ever since then, I've never messed up on a scorecard ever since. Right. 
Right. Well, well it, it, go, go ahead, Mike. No, I was just going to say, Mike, that makes you the uh, the exact right man to uh, to have, have for us to discuss uh, this this topic with. Man, that's that one had a sting. Oh, it really did, and I it was the most valuable lesson I ever learned at the time. I didn't feel that way. And ironically, almost, what, 40-some-odd years later, I'm actually working for the organization that disqualified me. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's it. But, but, but it was, that was my fault. I mean, it you, was my fault. It's my responsibility. You did not hold a grudge, and, and like you said, you landed on your feet. So that is, uh, that is all good. Uh, Mike Gilligan, we appreciate your time this morning uh, and uh, great information and, and a, a fun story. Uh, to share, although not so fun for you, but uh, I'm sure our listeners uh, can uh, relate to it. That's right. Just keep in mind rule 3.3B. Just keep an accurate score, and life will be a lot easier at, as you're having drinks at the 19th hole. <laughs> there you Thank go. you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. It's great great having Thank you. Thanks. That's Mike, Mike Gilligan from the Chicago District Golf Association, uh, previously tournament director for Three Ryder Cups, 12 PGA Championships, and man, that is, we, we need to take a break because we have, uh, we have Bob Turner coming up, but that one, as a young man, can you imagine you're, you're a, a teenager or whatever, and you've just won a trip to go compete in that amateur uh, tournament in Europe, and you're disqualified it, because your playing partner sets the, or uh, put down the wrong score. That, that just, one had just, to hurt. Uh, you talk about a heartbreak. Boy, oh boy. Holy that's cow. That's a lesson right. learned. Harry Carey would think so, too. Uh, when we come back uh, here on the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine, we will talk to Bob Turner. He is the longtime interpreter and manager for Masters champion Hideki Matsuyama. We're excited to talk to Bob. We will do so next here on the scorecard on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. You can actually pinpoint the second when his heart rips in half. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.